stupid too as I You're as stupid too as I Hey everybody, welcome to the Better Off Dead Minute. This is Minute One. My name is Curtis Blaze from thesacknews.com. And I am Jason Hummel of Mondo Confidential. Jason, why don't you give them a summary of what happened in the first minute? Well, the first minute is an animated sequence. We hear a woman scream, and then we see a close-up of her uvula. The camera pulls back to reveal a buxom blonde princess being carried away by a green monster with horns, fangs, and basketball sneakers. They pass by a lonely knight on horseback who immediately falls in love with the princess and chases after them to rescue her. The minute ends with the monster poised to jump off the cliff. So the first thing I noticed about this minute was that uh, uh, the animator drew very prominent nipples on the girl in distress, the damsel in distress. Yes, very pointy, very prominent, yes. The, uh, and the monster is wearing... The Chuck Taylors. Chuck Taylors. All-stars, you know. Either that or PF Flyers, but they very much look like Chucks. Like, these little details are just surprising me as we're watching them. <laughs> Did you ever notice the Chuck Taylors before? Not really, no. The monster and the, and the woman run by the knight, and he does this thing where he doesn't pay any attention to him going by, but then he, in his memory, he remembers her screaming, and then a bunch of hearts appear and he decides to go after her. Yeah, he's a little slow on the uptake this night. You know, of course, he's, he seems to be lost in thought before that happens. You know, he seems to be like, woe is me, why can't I find a dame for my own, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of serendipitous that she just happens to be flying by with those nipples and the uvula. Is there anything that stands out to you about uh, this movie, watching it one minute at a time, that you didn't notice before? Well... The fact that it's just really packed with details, you know, a lot of um, background gags, you know, like almost like something out of Mad Magazine. So that we can clear this up, did you go back and watch the movie before we started this project? Oh, yeah. See, now I did not. The last time I saw it was, I'm going to say, the early 2000s. So I'm going to be just experiencing this one minute at a time. It's like memento almost. So to begin with, this uh, this movie is a Friesen Meyer production. Yeah. Do you know anything about this production company? Have they made other movies that I would have heard of? Actually, um, no, I haven't heard of anything else they've done. It, it doesn't really ring a bell. The only thing that really struck me was that one of the guys is named Meyer, and the main character in the movie is named Meyer. So I'm thinking, is it a shout-out to the production? Lane Meyer? Yeah, Lane Meyer. Okay. I always get this one and and One Crazy Summer turned around in my head. Hoops. Hoops. They've got the same sort of, like, cartoon uh, bookends on each of the parts. And uh, same actor, of course, John Cusack. Both bad at a certain sport. (laughs) And, uh... So moving on, this is made by Savage Steve. Steve Savage? What's his name? Savage Steve Holland. What do you know about him? He stayed prolific, but it all went like straight to video. Um, he did like one of the Legally Blonde sequels, and he did like the Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, yeah, I saw that. He did, the fa- he did Fairly Odd Parent movies. Yeah. Did he do two of them? At least two, I think. Kind of seems like I was reading you know, a little bit about this guy. 
it seems like the third time, after the third time, he just wasn't able to get a movie anymore. Yeah, I, I think it was just the, uh, the funding wasn't there. Well, that kind of surprises me because, you know, in my memory, of course it was the 80s, so I was only a teenager, but I remember How to Get Into College being kind of a, kind of a big movie. But, you know, that's perception. And, I mean, all, all of those three movies um, are really well-beloved, but I think they weren't hits at the box office. I, I think they were, it was maybe like video and cable where a lot of people discovered it, which is where we discovered it. Well, Better Off Dead was absolutely saved by Blockbuster. Yeah. Better Off Dead came out and made like $10,000, or, I mean, $10 million. And, uh, you know, it got to the point where apparently on set, <clears throat> allegedly on set of One Crazy Summer, the next movie that Kuzak and Holland were making together, Kuzak kind of checked out because he saw the movie and wasn't real happy with it. I think he was under the impression that he was making more of a dark movie and it ended up being more of a farce. And I don't, I don't know that that made him real happy. There are... He did a he did an AMA on Reddit a little while ago, um, in which he said, "No, no, it's fine. You know, I like the movie, and everybody likes the movie, and and that's fine." But it seems like at the time there was there was some tension over how the movie was edited. He's a spe- uh, really conspicuously absent from the uh, commentary track for One Crazy Summer too. I guess I've never watched the commentary track for that. Yeah, it's 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 Holland, it's uh, Curtis Armstrong, and Bobcat Goldthwait. You know, I just read that they're attempting to make a sequel to One Crazy Summer. Really? Yeah, called, oh, what's it called? One Epic Fall. You know, I, I don't know how much of this is speculation and how old this information was, but, you know, they couldn't get, they're not planning on being able to get Kuzak back. No. He's not planning on being able to get uh, uh, Demi Moore back. But Curtis Armstrong... Who are the other ones in that in that movie? Bobcat, Bobcat, and someone else is all on board, or at least he thinks he, or, or at least he thinks he can get him on board to make this the sequel to One Crazy Summer. Well, the other Stork brother's dead, so he's not been, obviously not going to be in the. Oh my God, he died! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he died of AIDS in the nineties. Oh, that is just too bad. Was he in something that I know besides One Crazy Summer? Uh, he was. Um... In a horror movie called uh, Popcorn. What was that about? It was kind of a Phantom of the Opera in a movie theater. <laughs> okay. Kind of thing. He he. he wore so it. did the Phantom play like show movies instead of playing the organ? Basically, and he had latex masks where he could impersonate people. Nice. The uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Oh, it's Steve Holland. He also. Like, has a kind of intriguing idea for a movie. Apparently, he started out life as an animator, and he's the one that did all the animation for these movies. Yeah. And obviously, later in life, he's with, you know, kids shows and animation, so... Yeah, like, kinda, uh, Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. So you can you can kind of see where he's coming from, you know, going in that direction. But the first movie he made was about a birthday party. I don't know if it was his experience or if he just got the idea about an 11-year-old who had a crappy birthday party, no one showed up but a drunk clown, 
And it was some, <laughs> I, I tried to find the movie online. I couldn't find it. But it, it was just the worst birthday party ever. And he made the short out of it, you know, before he made Better Off Dead. And now, uh, in the latest interview I read with him from a few years ago, he was kind of talking about kind of going back to the well on that one and making a movie called The Big One Three. And in this movie, there's a dad who had the worst birthday party ever when he was 13. You know, the only person that showed up was the clown, and it was drunk. You know, same <laughs> same thing. And so this dad had determined to give his son the best birthday, 13th birthday party ever. And that's kind of a movie he said he wants to make, too. I'd like to see him come back and make a, make a live movie again, a yeah. live-action movie. I mean, everything he made so far, I kind of liked. I don't understand why they didn't hit... It seems like he took the, uh, I know I'm just all over the place here with the conversation. He took Better Off Dead out um, to college campuses, and I guess it tested pretty well. People really liked it. But then when it got released, nothing. $10 million. Yeah. And it wasn't, and then it became a cult classic, and I guess they made some money, you know, at Blockbuster. Well, I, I think his humor is just a, just a little bit left of center, you know. So I can imagine a lot of people probably didn't get it. You know, I'm tempted to think that way, too, because I was that nerd in school that nobody liked. And, and so I, I, I like to think that the things I'm watching were above the normal people's heads. But I look at it now, and it's like, mm, this is kind of slapsticky stuff. Yeah. But maybe in context at the time. Well, I mean... It's slapsticky, yeah, and there there's some wacky stuff in there, but it's not like sitcom wacky all the way through. I mean, there's, a, I mean, Better Off Dead definitely has a dark edge to it. That kind of brings me back to something. Talking about Kuzak not being happy with the uh, editing or the direction of the film that it took, you know, after he was done yeah. making it. He admitted that there was, that he had some problems with it, and it's, and it's noted. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's on the record yeah. that, that he didn't like that. But, okay, so imagine you're, imagine you're Mr. Kuzak, and you're sitting at a dinner table on a set, and one of the gags is mom puts, you know, the slime down on the plate, and the slime crawls off the plate. <laughs> I mean, you had to know there was wackiness going on. Yeah. How did you, how do you not, how do you, how are your expectations such that it ends up being sort of a dark, you know, more statement kind of movie? Well, I mean, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis had the same argument over Groundhog Day. Bill Murray thought it was supposed to be like a dark philosophical movie. Well, you know, Groundhog Day kind of kind of did jump into that. It did pretty good as as a philosophical movie. You know, uh so I guess uh getting into the getting into the actual movie, did it ever seem to you like these are sort of like like one Crazy Summer is almost a sequel to this. Yeah, I, I mean, mean... He's not named the same thing, but it's still John Cusack. It could be a... <laughs> yeah, and, you know, he's surrounded by eccentric characters. There's a surrealness to kind of like the logic of both films. I mean, it's definitely the same universe. Same universe. That's interesting. I wonder what other... Like, I wonder what other things we could put in the same universe as this. Like one crazy summer, how I get into college is definitely the same sort of tone. It's it's a little more mature, but yeah, that like the the characters of like A and B, 
definitely kind of harken back to uh, One Crazy Summer and uh, Better Off Dead. What's the John Cusack movie where he's the record shop owner? That is High Fidelity. That was Stephen Frears. Because to me, that seems like it could be, that could be almost like the trilogy. It could be one crazy, or it could be Better Off Dead, One Crazy Summer, and then High Fidelity. It would be that character all grown up. Yeah. Yeah, it's like hoops in middle age. (laughs) Well, that's about all I've got for this minute, just watching through it. You got anything else before we take off? Not really. (laughs) Alrighty. Well, we want to give a big shout out to the Star Wars Minute guys, who of course started this all and was greatly inspiring. And uh, we hope you like it, and we'll see you for the next one. Bye-bye.